Hello, everybody. What is up? Tonight <clears throat> is my new night. I think I'm going to be doing Thursdays from now on. And, of course, the numbers will come in as it goes because, well, no one knew when I was going to go live, and I didn't really either. I just decided 7.18 is the right time now. So thank you to the one person who is watching. But you may have seen my Facebook post about it yesterday. So that might be why you know about it. Cause some people actually check my Facebook and I'm thankful for that. Thank you for actively going and showing support. Remember you can follow me on Instagram as well. Uh, it's bro. Here's the thing. Now I changed it from devastator 48 to bro. Here's the thing. So there you go. Thanks, Josiah. It is a nice shirt. If you're listening to this on audio, it is a Resistance Coffee shirt, which obviously, if you've never bought coffee from Resistance Coffee Company yet, you can still use my discount code, which is my last name, Davis, and it will get you 10% off your order. So thanks for pointing out my shirt, Josiah. Probably wouldn't have even did an ad for it. But you might notice that the light is very white and bright in here and that is because i changed the battery in my lighting uh like my light stick and it is insanely bright now and i don't have all the filters to put in it to dim it down so i had to just kind of put it on the other side of the room and hope that that dimmed it enough if you're wondering why the lighting is so gray today or white so <sighs> anyway guys there is a lot going on. Um, if you're on YouTube, you'll easily see the title of this live video. How many lies until these wicked rulers are punished? I don't know. But they keep doing it, and they keep getting caught, and still no one cares. But the message at the end of today's episode is this, is that God will punish all the evildoers, and that you can be sure of. So, let's see. I did not share my first video, so I've got to set that up right now. Well, what should we start with? Should we start with Dina Hinshaw lying? about a boy dying of COVID and then saying uh, that it, it that's not what happened. You know, oh, it's just how we report things. I don't know if you guys have seen that yet. I just watched her most recent update where she had to backpedal on what happened. I mean, that's how I'm framing it. I don't know her heart, but I'm not very positive about the whole thing so let's check out this oh you know what yeah we're gonna have to do that we'll do some alberta stuff we'll leave alberta stuff then we'll come back for more alberta stuff so you can see this article um so and this, these, if you see the title of this, 
Alberta's government lied about the death of a young teen, Nathaniel Spitzer. And I'm sure everybody saw the post from his sister. That's what this article is about. So they're saying that Dina Hinshaw lied. That is the stance that the Western Standard is taking. And before I do anything, I would like to just say that I'm so sorry that a 14-year-old boy got brain cancer. I I am filled with sadness for this family. And so if anything I say after this sounds flippant, it is not in any way meant to be disrespectful to this young man who passed away. So keep that in mind. It is... I would I might sound disrespectful towards other people and I'll I'll try to I'll try to keep keep a lid on that as well. So, on October 8th, Nathaniel died at 14 years old. The death of a promising child so young in this world is every parent's nightmare. My heart and that of every Albertan hearing the news was broken, says Derek. On Tuesday, Dina Hinshaw reported that he had died in Alberta as a COVID case, although there were pre-existing conditions. And what were those pre-existing conditions? Well, we already have a spoiler alert on that. Turns out that he didn't die from COVID-19 at all. Those pre-existing conditions were in fact stage four terminal brain cancer. He was on his deathbed in palliative care. When he tested positive for COVID-19, he died days later of brain cancer, but Alberta Health labeled his death a COVID-19 fatality, which Hinshaw reported to the media. The media dutifully reported on the death, a case that showed COVID-19 doesn't just kill the elderly and sick, but the young. NDP leader Rachel Notley took to Twitter to express her outrage the government would even mention pre-existing conditions better that his death be counted among those lost to COVID entirely better to lay his death at the feet of Alberta Premier Jason Kenney so Rachel Notley had her agenda as well telling their loved ones that there were other health complications that contributed to their death offers no comfort whatsoever oh Rachel if you don't know, Rachel Notley is our ex-premier, and I'm pretty sure she's uh, like an old alcoholic lady, honestly. If you look at her profile pictures and the stuff she posts, she's usually kind of like tweeting like she doesn't understand the internet. It's awful. Anyway, no matter what pre-existing conditions they had, this child died during a fourth wave that was preventable. Oh, this shouldn't have happened. We need to know what will be done to stop it from happening again. I'd like to know if she's issued uh I wonder if she's issued an apology yet for what she said. Um because she is fully trying to blame this death on the government of Alberta when this young man had stage four brain cancer. So I am no fan of the Alberta government, and I am no fan of how they made this a COVID case, but I am definitely not a fan of Rachel Notley also using this young man's death 
to try and stick it to the Alberta government when it was terminal brain cancer. <sighs> Nathaniel's death had nothing to do with the fourth wave that was preventable. In fact, his death was entirely due to what Notley called other health complications. This is the morbid state of pandemic politics in 2021. As if publishing, Notley has not... Oh, as of publishing, Notley has not apologized or removed her tweets. Okay, good to know. So that's since this article was published. Nathaniel's sister, Simone, which this is the article, or this is the screenshot that everybody saw, obviously, right? Um... Uh, Simone was devastated by the government and media falsely reporting her brother's death as a COVID-19 case. She took to Facebook to tell the truth about what happened. He died from stage four brain cancer, not from COVID. This is fake news. She wrote, he was diagnosed in January, 2021 and hospitalized in August. Two days before his death, he was tested for COVID and it turned out positive. This clarification came to the Western Standard's attention not longer after it was posted. Our reporters investigated and confirmed that Simone was, in fact, the sister of Nathaniel. Western Standard correspondent Melanie Risden published the story Wednesday afternoon. And unless I am mistaken, every single last mainstream... Every single last mainstream government-funded media outlet in Alberta ignored the family's story entirely. The family who might just know something about the fate of their lost loved one were ignored. Their story didn't fit with what was already in print on the TV. Their story didn't fit the narrative. Their story was best forgotten. So, this is horrendous. Um... Let's get my screen back up here. So, um, and Shannon, I'm seeing, is saying she got caught. And Notley is just as much of a problem. And it's funny because I, I actually saw in someone's Facebook post from this screenshot, and we don't need to use names, but I saw someone arguing that he still had other health complications, so nothing that was reported was, was blown out of proportion or exaggerated. There are people walking around on the street right now with masks, obviously, on the sidewalk. <laughs> like If you're going to take that position, you definitely wear a mask in the car by yourself, right? <laughs> like, you definitely do. So, if you're going to take the position that this kid's sister doesn't know as much about what he was going through... Uh, than what they reported on. Give your head a shake, man. It's enough. You need to stop. You need to listen to the most reliable sources. This child's family is saying he was diagnosed with brain cancer in January. And two days before he died, he tested positive for COVID. And you're still trying to say that COVID may have sped up his death? He had stage four brain cancer in January when that happens they do not give you long to live it's unbelievable 
So now let's watch her video of her doing the. Um, <laughs> let's watch the video of her doing her update. Um, I know it's hard to stomach, but we just gotta we gotta plow through these, you know. We're gonna plow through them. There she is. Make it big. And we're, oh, yeah, we'll start it from the beginning again. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's COVID-19. I'm just putting from the beginning because it uh, basically Nisha, Chief Medical Officer is of health for Alberta and Dr. Werner. You you're going to get to hear her explain herself and explain why uh, this wasn't her lying. This is just the way that they report things. You, CEO and President of Alberta Health Services, Dr. Hinshaw. Thank you, Chris, and good afternoon. I am getting comments on her bangs. I do not believe that those are lockdown bangs yet. That looks like she may have just gotten a haircut, but I don't think those are lockdown bangs. Usually you've got at least, and I'm not even, I'm not being rude or even trying to be funny, although it may sound funny. You got to take like another at least half inch off those. Or maybe even a little more, maybe even closer to an inch before those are like lockdown bangs that I'm really concerned about. I pay massive attention to this. It's very important to look at Dina's bangs. And like, I know it sounds mocking. It's, it's not a joke. This is real. She cuts her hair. Uh, whenever there's going to be a lockdown, but I think those are, that's normal haircut bangs. And everyone, I would like to start today by explaining our process for identifying and reporting deaths due to COVID. That's a good call. Someone said, um, they're not as short because there's only going to be lockdowns for the un, un, un inoculated. We will say COVID 19 before I get to that, however. I first want to apologize to the family of the 14-year-old whose death I spoke about on Tuesday. The pain of losing a child is terrible enough without having that loss compounded by a public debate about the circumstances. I am sorry. There is no public debate. He died of brain cancer. You saying that there's even a public debate is not the appropriate way to even phrase it. If the way that I spoke about that death made your grief worse. Since the start of this pandemic. I will admit, though, she probably does feel terrible. Like, no one, even the worst people don't want to hear about a 14-year-old boy dying of brain cancer. No one, no one wants to hear about that. So, I doubt she feels good right now. Just it, to her credit, I'm sure she's not laughing maniacally about it behind the scenes. No one could feel good about this. I'm, I'm sure. I have heard from many Albertans, including those who have lost a loved one. I reflect often on the impact that our reporting, measures, and every other element of the pandemic response has on them. When I speak about cases and our reporting process, it is not to diminish the losses, whether caused by COVID or anything else. At the same time, we are in a global pandemic. We have an obligation to monitor and report deaths from COVID-19 infection 
and to be as timely and transparent as possible. In our reporting, we always include all deaths that have COVID as either a primary or secondary cause of death, according to the healthcare teams that were involved in the cases. For example, a primary cause would be someone in whom COVID infection progresses to pneumonia, and this is the direct cause of death. A secondary cause could be a case where someone with a severe underlying illness, such as heart failure, gets COVID, and the infection makes their pre-existing condition worse, leading to death. We report in this way to accurately capture the impact that COVID-19 is having. That is also why our reporting process includes both deaths that come to us where a person has COVID listed as a primary or secondary cause of death, as well as cases with a recent diagnosis of COVID where the cause of death is still under investigation. So when the cause of death is under investigation, they will still make sure that it gets brought to the media to make it look as bad as possible. Are you going to stop doing that? Maybe, maybe she will. To make sure we are as accurate as possible, after a death is reported, if there is uncertainty, it is reviewed to validate our information. If that review identifies that COVID was not a primary or secondary cause of death, it is removed from our totals. Could you publicly declare all of those with press conferences from now on? That would be amazing because I think the public needs to know how many deaths get retracted from the numbers after they say them, right? Because everyone only sees those initial numbers they don't ever see the retraction, right? So it would be important to make a, as a big deal about the retraction as it is about the initial announcement of the death. I want posts from you every time AHS has to retract a death. That's what I want. Every surveillance system has to balance this tug of war between, between precision and timeliness. The more precise reporting is, the slower it is. We have chosen. That's one thing that you'll notice with the media. I just want to add to that, um, or any of this, is that it, it, it's it's something that was pointed out to me about news articles years ago. You know, Washington Post or CBC makes an article and has a bunch of garbage in it, and it blows up and it goes viral. Well, later they have to issue a retraction. Well, they issue the retraction. The article's been changed, but they don't make a big post about it. And all those people that were blowing it out of proportion don't issue their own retractions. One thing I do try to do on my own personal page is, is issue retractions or put an edit at the top of the post saying, oh, actually, I may have found this out. This might not have been accurate. I do try to do that, and I put it on the original post so that it's there, saved for everyone to see. All right, but they don't do that. She doesn't make a she doesn't make a Twitter post about how many people have died. To focus on being as timely as possible in the interests of transparency. Sometimes, though, as in the case reported on Tuesday, the initial information provided to us changes after a review. While the initial report, 
of the death of the 14-year-old included COVID as a secondary cause. Someone is saying in the comments that they or no one else they even know really pay attention to the numbers anymore. I don't either. And I think that's why they can get away with so much too. You'll, you'll remember for the longest time, we were basically sitting around 2,700 deaths in Alberta. Now it's at 29. Now, but there was always a, a slow tick of deaths. It'd be like one person died, this person died. And it was always at 27, 27, 27. And it makes me think and go, well, were there retractions of deaths? And that's why it was just always floating around 2,700, even though they were always announcing new deaths. I don't know. That's me just speculating. But it it, it bodes well for them that we don't pay attention to the numbers anymore because no one, like, no one in, in this camp who, like, listens to me or is involved in any of this stuff believes the numbers. So we're not even, we don't even care anymore. And the people that do care about the numbers just see them going up and they go, ah, it's going up, right? So... There is basically no way to win unless you want to trudge through all these what we believe are fake numbers when none of us want to do that anymore. We're sick of it. So they've got the upper hand by making us totally sick of it. We have now received additional information that indicates COVID was not a cause of death. As we routinely do with all similar reviews, when this happens, we remove the death from our reporting. This incident has caused suffering for many. And again, I apologize for this. We are making changes to prevent similar situations in the future. Going forward, we will not publicly report any COVID deaths in anyone under 18 until the review process has been completed. We will prioritize. Okay. I mean, that's one small step in the right direction, but it's not good enough obviously like oh so they're under eight so if they're over 18 you can blast it as far and wide as you want and then retract it later but so i mean at least they're gonna make children's deaths um less traumatic for the families right they're, you know that i will say that that's a better than what's happening high is accurate currently over timeliness in these cases I want to assure everyone that these reviews yeah. are always done in cases of any... Tammy makes a good point. Can't they do that with every case? Yeah, why not? Why can't you do that with every case? That's what we want to know. Do it with every case. Stop it. Uncertainty? Yeah, I can't. I think we're good, right? <sighs> I think we're good. We've heard enough from, from our... From Queen. From Queen Dina. Uh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I imagine you mean can't. I can't look or listen to her, Kenny or Sockboy. I assume Sockboy is Justin Trudeau. Uh, I only listen to these to see what new restrictions I'll be breaking. <laughs> well, that's not me saying that. That's a comment. Uh, uh, isn't that the truth, though? Anyway, we've got more. So... We'll move away from Alberta for a bit, but I want to go back to Jason Kenny's fireside chat from the other day after, but I want to rebel did an update on, uh, the, the church in New Brunswick. And so we're going to look at that article together as well. And it's coming. 
is. We love using the Rebel uh, as a source for our info. Um, I've really, and now look, no, no reporting group is ever perfect, right? We can all get behind that, but Rebel has been, Rebel News has been incredible through this two-year endeavor. And I'm so thankful for the work that they've done regarding these churches. Um, yeah, I just wanted to say that really briefly. Um, I mean, there's things in the past where I was like, oh, I don't know about that, you guys. Maybe blah, blah, blah. Maybe, is that blown out of proportion? I don't know. Then, I, But through this time, they have been absolutely amazing. And I think that they're still one of the most, even if what I said is true, even through any of that stuff where I might disagree with some of those things, theoretically, uh, they're still the most honest reporting in Canada that is on a large scale, right? And they're organically large, which is amazing. Okay. Enough. Trying to get a job with Rebel. Uh, you can see the article. New Brunswick pastor faces jail for not vax passing his congregation. Oh, are you serious? New Brunswick's government wants the court to imprison Pastor Hutchings if he fails to follow laws which require turning away unvaccinated congregants. Oh. Pastor Phil Hutchings... Hutchings of his tabernacle family church in St. John, New Brunswick was served with a notice of motion Wednesday afternoon by the minister of health. Sorry, a little yawn there. Um, the notice requires Hutchings to appear before a judge on October 15th at 2 PM to answer for allegedly violating an inter. Wow. Inter. Locutory injunction. I don't know what that means. Dated October 8th. That previous order obligated Hutchings to follow all COVID regulations in the New Brunswick Public Health Act and the revised mandatory order, which mandates his tabernacle to force congregants to wear masks. Under the act, the church must also check the vaccination status of congregants and turn away those who are not vaccinated or will not provide proof of vaccination. So what you have going on in New Brunswick is, Oh, I didn't even know that they had this in New Brunswick right now where they're imposing vaccine passports on churches. Unbelievable. If, if you are a pastor and you are in New Brunswick and you are turning away people from coming into your church because they don't have a vaccine passport because you are scared of the government or how about this? You think it's right to do that. You need to repent. You are not fit to be the elder of a church. If you would do that to your people, Laura posts in the chat for me, my brothers 
show no partiality as you hold the faith in our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, James 2.1. Amen. You do not show partiality. And maybe this is hard for us, but we need to remember not to show partiality with the vaccinated if we are unvaccinated. I just had a conversation with someone on Monday that I quite literally will hug anybody. I don't even care if it makes me sick. I'm over it. I don't care anymore. I'm willing to pick up those spike proteins if they're affecting people. I, it, I, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Not let people into my home? Not let people into the church? I mean, I don't have, I have no say over that anyway, but... Not not let people sit in a vehicle with me or in a close space with me because I'm worried they're vaccinated. I'm not doing that to anybody. I can't. I thought about it, but I can't. <sighs> anyway, we'll, we'll, we will carry on. Uh, the Ministry of Health Motion is asking the court to hold Hutchings in contempt of a court order and ask that the court imprison Hutchings if he again fails to comply with the consent order and any other order the court deems necessary. The motion also asks for sanctions against the church as an entity. The church is being represented at no cost to them by lawyers working with fight the fines. See, Rebel is doing a really good thing right now. This fight the fines thing is a good thing. A Rebel News Civil Liberties Project, in partnership with the Registered Canadian Charity, the Democracy Fund, to donate to offset their legal fees, click here. So you can go donate to fight the fines, and it will help this pastor uh, not have to do this. So, again, I've brought up the theology of the church. I don't really know it, but I've been told it's word of faith. It is disgusting that a government believes that it has the authority to make churches enforce vaccine status restrictions. It is absolutely disgusting. I will continue on, though. Previously, his tabernacle, that's the name of the church, Associate Pastor Cody Butler was arrested during church services on Thanksgiving Sunday. The church was subsequently ordered to close on Monday. The church has been under strict surveillance by authorities and services were previously disrupted when police and safety officials enter the church to gather evidence. I did, in fact, watch that as well. Hutchings has posted a video and images to his personal Facebook page showing police repeatedly visiting his home. All right, well, I think we can carry on with that. Anyway, we continue to move forward, but do you see what's happening yet? It is not enough now that you would be just open silently. If your church is open, you must stand on the rooftop and declare it. And so... Think about this. Again, think about the Daniel reference. 
that we keep making. Daniel, he was told he could not pray to any other God for 30 days. So he could have went and hid and did his worship privately. But instead, what he did was open his door in his tower and pray openly like he always did. Did he always do that? It doesn't matter. But the point is, is that he showed himself openly defying a wicked order. We are at the point now where you must openly, publicly come forward and say, we are standing against this. It is not enough to be open silently and hope you don't get caught. You must publicly declare that your church is open, that you will never enforce vaccine mandates, especially in a province like New Brunswick that has that. We don't have that in Alberta. I can't even imagine how that... I don't think that... I think that the Alberta government knows something like that just won't work here yet. But you must publicly, publicly denounce these things. And so this article didn't have too much to do with lying, although it is horrendous and evil. I'm sure it will still apply. So I have one more thing, or do I have one more thing? It might be two. No, it's, it's one. So... Jason Kenny's taking questions from Edmonton. There he is with his fireside chat video. Looking good, Jason. So before I go on, I will just say that he talked about some other nonsense right before this, and I just got right to the questions. Now, I haven't listened to this. I'm, I'm going cold turkey on this one. I'm going off the top of my head on this one. And this first question, I listened to like a little bit into it and then rewound it. It's about natural immunity. And I think he's going to say that it's really not that great, basically. So let's find out. Um, Obviously, COVID and uh, natural antibodies are antibodies that are generated by an infection. Um, and it's, uh, there is an acknowledgement, Sarah, uh, the, I certainly acknowledge this all the time. I've been oddly criticized by some in the media and some of, um, these kind of, you know, uh, Twitter doctors. I, I, I hear that, that, that attack. What about real doctors that disagree with you? The Twitter doctors, the Twitter doctors are coming for you, but what about the real doctors that are trying to tell you the truth or go against the narrative? Do, do they count? Are they just Twitter doctors? The real doctors that disagree with you, are those just Twitter doctors? You always got to shoot down the people criticizing you and say, oh, we're Twitter doctors because I can't go use the most powerful tool on the planet to research things and read what scientists and doctors are saying. Sorry. The government constantly... One of sometimes they say that we have uh, overstated the protective effect of uh, that comes from uh, an immune response to prior infection. Um, the data is is clear, and this should not be controversial. It's just basic science. Something I learned in high school biology that when you get an infection, your body, if you're healthy, produces an. Immune- 
I'm sorry, I just read a hilarious comment. Another unholy trinity. Jason, Jason, and Jason. <laughs> and none of them are a wielding, uh, a machete-wielding maniac with a hockey mask on. They're all just this one right here. Immune response. And uh, the big studies, most recently out of Israel through the Maccabee um, Health Management Organization and one done at the Cleveland Clinic in oh. the United States. Oh, he's going to make a reference to Israel? I cannot wait for this. States both confirm uh, very strong protection coming from uh, immunity acquired through prior infection. Uh, and uh, now, but what we do know is that immunity does wane over time. And we don't know exactly when, and it depends on the individual and lots of different circumstances. I will tell you, Sarah, that uh, Alberta does in include uh, our estimates of uh, the percentage of the population who have some degree of immunity through prior infection in our analysis, in our modeling, and in our projections. So we've had about 313,000 uh, positive uh, PCR tests that we call cases. Um, and we estimate, based on our uh, zero surveys, and I'll explain that in a second, that the actual number of people who have been infected is probably three to four times larger than that. Um, so probably around or slightly over a million people at some point in the past 20 months uh, may have had, a, um, we estimate, a <clears throat> COVID-19 infection. Did he just uh, did he just say that it could be up to a million people that have had COVID? Um, and then those people would have prior immunity. Now, what's amazing is that he said that natural immunity wanes. And what are we learning right now? Why people need a third shot? Because that immunity wanes. Um, so that's interesting. Uh, there's not really a point there, I guess, but... I, th I would say he's downplaying natural immunity. Um, well, Jody's saying that they had COVID and, and their natural immunity is better than the shot, but Jason Kenny says that you should still get it anyway, right? By the way, guys, just as a quick thing, I, I, I think that it was a pay, there's a paywall up on this article. I'm holding my cell phone, but I have a screenshot of it. Did you see this Courier Mail article where it says, if you are fully vaccinated against COVID, the next step to improve your immunity may be to actually catch the virus, experts warn. Don't freak out. Catching COVID after you're vaxxed improves immunity. That's that's on Courier Mail. Uh, so go look that up. Maybe someone wants to get behind the paywall. I do not. an infection from SARS-CoV-2. And um, so, yeah, there, there are people who have had that, in, that, that natural immunity, as, as some people call it, but a lot of them have lost the, those, the protective effect of those antibodies. <clears throat> we estimate, pardon me, for our... See that? A lot of those people have lost... have lost their immunity. So one thing that i understand is that if you go get checked for natural immunity it's supposed to be within a couple months of getting it um, because then those antibodies won't show up but it changes somehow and they won't register on there but you still have it in you you still have the antibodies in you i'm 
very, very much a caveman on this subject. And so obviously that's as far as detail I can go into it. But I do not, I do not believe what he's saying about it waning to be accurate. I, do, I, I, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure it doesn't wane the way he's saying it does. He must have it right now with that constant coughing. Good call. He is coughing quite a bit. For modeling and planning purposes in the uh, public health division of Alberta Health that uh, there is a, we're estimating that, that people are losing uh, effective protection through prior uh, infection uh, after about six months. So it is factored into what we do. Someone is saying, um, I got to bring it down. My son had it at the beginning. He never got touched when the four of us just got it. Apparently his has lasted 18 months. Or transversely, it's not actually that contagious. That might be the case. I mean, allegedly, I'm just speculating. I don't know. If you're asking about this in the context of the restriction exemption program or our proof of vaccination program, um, we have looked at possibly incorporating um, proof of uh, of uh, immunity through prior infection into. We looked at it, but probably not. Let's be serious; it's not going to happen. To that program, as they've done in Israel with the green pass system. Excuse me, one second. <clears throat> I did not know that they did that in Israel. That is new information to me. He needs a drink. I just tested yesterday, by the way, because to go to that film set. So oh. I'm not COVID positive. Plus, So he had to test to go to a film set, but he's double vaxxed, but he still has to test for everywhere he goes. Thanks, COVID shots, for getting us back to normal. Just thought I'd throw that out there. It's fully vaccinated. So... The, uh, the, the we've, what we've done is, is um, looked at that in Israel. <clears throat> it would just be logistically very difficult to incorporate that into um, the proof of vaccination program that we have now, but, but who knows, perhaps that would be a possibility in the future. <clears throat> Pardon me. Something in my throat. All right, we'll go to uh, Greg Bates. That is classic. Says, Mr. Premier, do you know what you have done to the mental health of these semi-truck drivers with this passport thing? No, Greg, I... I um, I'm not quite sure what uh, you're referring to because the uh, restriction exemption program, the REP or proof of vaccination sorry, program applies to there. what we call uh, certain discretionary activity, something in my throat. All right. We'll go to uh, Greg Bates says, Mr. Premier, do you know what you have done to the mental health of these semi-truck drivers with this passport thing? No, Greg. Um, so people are commenting on the coughs a lot. Now, if you were to play a drinking game, which I am not condoning, by the way, where you took a sip of alcohol every time he coughed, all of us would be intoxicated by now. Uh, that is a good point. I think he should go home and isolate. I don't care if he got a test because maybe he got a false negative I, i'm really worried about him i actually really want him to be okay so he should probably go home because he's coughing a lot he's got symptoms and he's got one of the symptoms man and it doesn't matter if you just test a negative 
You got symptoms. You need to isolate. You need to isolate, Kenny. Right? Um, Laura is saying we have the most strict passports in the world, I believe. Is that in Saskatchewan? I believe that's in Saskatchewan. I think I, I, um, I'm not quite sure what uh, you're referring to because the uh, restrict. Oh, and he just mentioned the mental illness um, that is being caused by the truck drivers with the exemption program is what he's concluding from this comment. Um, yeah, those truck drivers are probably having a really bad time right now. The ones that don't want shots anyway. Restriction exemption program, the REP or proof of vaccination program applies to what we call uh, certain discretionary activities that are largely of a social nature um, and uh, largely in areas that have been... Uh, uh... Shannon says, to be fair, there are other sinus things going around. That is not the point. I agree that there are other things always going around. My point is, is that, nope, you tested negative, but you have symptoms, therefore you should go home for 10 to 14 days. Just like everybody else has to now. Forever. That's all. Um, I'm just holding him to the same standard. Someone is bringing up quinine in tonic water. Now, this is true. Elaine. Um, oh, <laughs> what if we just take a sip of tonic water every time he coughs? It would be considered a therapeutic for COVID. Yeah, no, no you can't say that. I just, I'm sorry, YouTube. I don't believe that. Quinine will not help with COVID. I am sorry. It doesn't matter if it is a derivative or an old school version of hydroxychloroquine. It will not help with COVID. Neither does hydroxychloroquine, or for that matter, ivermectin does not help either. It will probably actually kill you instead. Okay? YouTube. I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean to say I didn't mean to say that. All those things are bad and they'll kill you. The only thing that fixes COVID is remdesivir and being put on a ventilator. That's it. Okay? Okay. high vectors of transmission. So the proof of vaccination program applies to things like... Uh... Someone just asked me if it's opposite day. No, I'm just making sure I don't get this video taken down from YouTube. <laughs> Large sporting uh, events, cultural events, um, uh, you know, going to a, a hockey game, a football game, a concert, uh, nightclubs, restaurants, uh, casinos, gyms, and things of that nature. Uh, so it's a fairly limited list of discretionary activities. Just I'm, I'm anything not to say that fun. Not important for a Just lot of anything fun. Going to the gym, a uh, big part of their lives and their health. and that's a You know, making sure my four-year-old can't do swim lessons, which she was finally uh, sh uh, uh, over her shyness enough that she was willing to get in the water and play with the rest of the kids. And now my wife can't bring her. You know, it's nothing important. You're just ruining children's lives. Right. Also that you can bully people into getting the shot. Right. It's not, it doesn't matter. Right, Jason. It's a good thing, but, um, it's not a big deal. It does not apply to the trucking industry. So I'm not quite sure, um, what you're referring to there, uh, Greg, but I will say this, that, uh, we appreciate that our truckers, we should appreciate truckers now more than ever because they have kept, um, supply lines moving, 
uh, for food and drugs. And oh, we're going to we need truckers soon. Over the past 20 months, there were some early days in the pandemic when we were afraid uh, there would be a significant interruption in those supply chains. Truckers have continued to work around the clock, and we, we truly appreciate that. Just recently, I met with the Alberta Motor Vehicle Association um, and, uh, and with all the trucking companies uh, online virtually, and just, just partly to thank. He only appreciates vaccinated truck drivers, just like he only appreciates vaccinated healthcare workers. What is going to happen at the end of this week? I am morbidly excited about what's going to happen because I'm disgusted, but kind of excited. It's not me yet on the chopping block, so I can afford to be somewhat excited about what's going to happen. And when I say excited, I just mean, I don't know, man, like, you look at what's happening with Southwestern Airlines, all this stuff. It's crazy. So let's let's keep chugging forward here. This is an hour and 38 minutes long, so I'm definitely not dealing with this whole thing. Thank them. So um, let me just once again say th thank you for, for, for all that, that the truckers are doing to keep to keep our whole society functioning. Michael Piper says, has the Janssen vaccine been made available for the province by the federal government? Good question, uh, Michael. The answer is... Uh, this guy's excited for the Janssen shot, which is Johnson and Johnson. Like there's literally, I'm sorry. I need a second. There's a dude who's excited or asking for that shot. I guess he doesn't watch project Veritas, right? And if you don't know, Project Veritas filmed some people from Johnson & Johnson saying that, wow, they do not want to get the Johnson & Johnson shot. People that work for Johnson & Johnson don't want the Johnson & Johnson shot. FYI. A little complicated. Janssen and Janssen, sorry, the Janssen vaccine, which is produced by Johnson & Johnson, uh, has received uh, emergency youth authorization by Health Canada as an approved and safe COVID-19 vaccine. And the uh, federal government, through their uh, Vaccine National Operations Center, did acquire a certain inventory of the Janssen vaccines in the spring. But shortly after that, it was, uh, there was some revelation about, um, about uh, un uncertain uh, safety standards at the Baltimore, I believe it was the Baltimore. I believe what happened was that it is one shot. And so it is very potent, and the side effects are more noticeable and widespread. So that's why they don't want to give it to people, because it's more obvious that it's hurting people. In my opinion, not as a fact. More factory, where some of that <clears throat> inventory was produced. As a result, the government of Canada destroyed that inventory. But we are now seeking to, and I raised this directly with the Prime Minister two weeks ago, as has uh, the governments of British Columbia and Saskatchewan, asking the Government of Canada to help us acquire a new uh, ver ver verified uh, inventory of Janssen vaccines. Because I do. Speaking of unapproved methods, someone said in the comments that they took vitamin D, C, zinc, NAC green tea and neocitrin i have not dabbled with the green tea or neocitrin but i do know a thing or two about those other ones 
I've been taking vitamin D since November of 2019. Vitamin D, C, zinc, all since November of 2019 in preparation for this outbreak that turned out to be a flop. Um, I knew it was coming and I already got the drugs or the vitamins, sorry, uh, to prepare for that. Um, uh, what is NAC? I can't remember. It stands for something long and complicated, but Amazon stopped selling it or stopped allowing people to sell it. And that's definitely why you should buy it. Now, if you want a really good one, you can get NAC from pipingrock.com. That's a free ad for them. You can get it and it has peppermint in it. So it's nice and minty on your tongue right before you swallow the water. So it's very nice. NAC definitely helps. Um, oh, it's a natural help for asthma. That's interesting. So anyway, um, again, I used to know more about NAC, but I've replaced that information with other stuff. Uh, I, I just know that I'm going to keep taking it. Um, I can't remember why though, if I'm totally honest with you, like, I can't remember everything. I can't remember everything that I, that I do. I just go, Oh, that's going to help. I'm taking it. And then I delete and I just keep taking it. And then Amazon goes, we're not letting you buy that anymore. And I go, it's definitely good. Um, Oh, Katie is saying that the J&J shot has the, <sighs> has the aborted fetal cells in it. I, I'm not sure about that. I, I believe you. It is in plenty of vaccines. So there's that. Um, but uh, yeah, now people are explaining what NAC is in the comments. Well, I need to keep on chugging here. You know that there are a certain number of, of Albertans who have told us that they're not yet vaccinated, but they are prepared to take the Janssen vaccine. So these are folks who have done their own research and for their own reasons. have. There are people out there uh, that don't want any of the available options. They're waiting for the good one, which might be the worst one. I don't know, but I've never seen anyone from AstraZeneca say, oh, you shouldn't take this. I've only seen Johnson and Johnson employees saying that. So take it or leave it. There's people that literally are say are waiting and are, are putting away, putting aside doing fun things right now so that they can get the Janssen shot when it becomes available. <laughs> Decided that they're comfortable with the Janssen, but they're not comfortable with the MRNAs or the AstraZeneca. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, the best vaccine is the authorized vaccine that you are prepared to take. So Except AstraZeneca, which was authorized in Canada, but now we can't go anywhere if we take those ones anyway. So it's definitely not the best one. So now there's people that got two AstraZeneca shots, but instead they're going to need to get two more of another shot so they count as double-shotted in other countries or places in the States that they want to go visit. That's a problem. So we uh, are pushing the federal government as hard as we can to get us that supply. Hopefully it'll arrive uh, sometime in October and we can get that out to pharmacies across the province to provide another choice. Someone says, I'm not comfortable with any of them. Why can't you respect that? 
fair. Why can't they respect that? Well, because you're putting other people at risk and you should know better. That's why. Why are you being, why, why do you hate everybody around you? Oh, to some people who would prefer. Okay. I think we're done here. If you want to listen to more of him answering dumb questions, some of them are good. You can do that. I'm out. I need to talk about, I need to talk about lying. Cause I'm running out of time. I'm at 56 minutes on this thing. So again, we're in revelation eschatology aside. There are people that have right eschatology and people that have wrong eschatology. I obviously am one that has the right eschatology. That's why I'm talking about it. I'm just kidding. I'm, I could be wrong. Someone asked or someone's posting more links. Someone's posting more links for us. So guys, how long until these people are punished? That's what I want to know. Now, first and foremost, I've been talking about this. I'm not even sure if I've talked about it on here, but I do want to make it clear that first and foremost, we should be praying for our leaders. It has been hard for me to do that. I am angry towards them. I am not happy with them, but it is true that we should pray for our, pray for our leaders. Now, what is going to happen in the end, though, if they do not repent? What is going to happen to all the evildoers? They are going to have to stand before God for judgment and then be thrown into a lake of fire forever. Now, that's not very fun. It's not very fun. And Revelation 21 gives us a really a really good rundown. So Revelation 21, Jesus is dwelling with his people in a new heaven and a new earth or on a new heaven and a new earth. He has made all things new. And then he tells us what happens to those who do not overcome. I'll start in verse five of 21. Says, and he who sits on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. And he said, Write for these words are faithful and truth. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give to the one who thirsts from the spring of the water of life without cost, which I believe that to be the Holy Spirit. There are many references to the Holy Spirit being like living water um, that I could go to, but that's not my main point. So we are going to be taking of the Holy Spirit eternally in the new heaven and the new earth. Okay. He who overcomes will inherit these things. So this new heaven and new earth and this water of life without cost will be inherited by those um, 
who overcomes, okay? And that is someone who persists till the end with their faith, right? So, and then he says this, and this is really, really awesome. This is all throughout the Bible. He says, I, and I will be his God and he will be my son. Now, usually it is, I will be their God and they will be my people. But here he says, I will be his God and he will be my son. Now, what is, now what is really interesting is, what is really interesting, sorry, I got a text from my wife. What is really interesting is that, now this is me, I've thought about this quite a bit and I don't want it to confuse anybody, but this is Jesus talking. This is Jesus talking. If you go look at it and it says, they will be my, he will be my son. Him who overcomes will be my son, my child. Now, what do we know? We know that we are adopted into God, the father's family. But now Jesus is saying that we will be his son. I think that's really interesting. And it's, it's probably important because revelation, there is a lot of blurring of the lines. Um, there's a lot of blurring of the lines of who's talking, God, the father, God, the son. It happens right at the start. Some people might not know that. I actually just read that this morning and, but it made sense. It made sense to me because this part is confusing because God is the father. Jesus is the son and we are adopted into God's family. But here Jesus is saying he who overcomes will be my son. It's important. Why? Because what do we know from John's gospel? When I, when you look upon Jesus's faith, you see the father he who looks upon me has seen the father, right? I'm not, that's a paraphrase, but if you have seen my face, you've seen the father's face. And so when we look upon Jesus, we will perfectly be seeing the father in him. And I think that that's why he says we will be his son and not to be confused. This is nothing to do with modalism. This is absolutely Trinitarian. Jesus is not the father, but here he says, he says, they will be my son. And what I think is really interesting is if you go to Isaiah, it's the Prince of peace verse. It's the Prince of the Prince of peace scripture. They will call him Holy father. That is talking about Jesus when he comes. Now, modalists like to use that verse. What I think that is, is that is a reflection of what's happening here. When we look upon Jesus, we will perfectly see the Father. Jesus, Jesus perfectly reflects the Father. And he is fully imbued with 
all his glory, all his majesty. He looks exactly like the ancient of days in Daniel. And so when we look upon Christ, we will be looking upon the father, but it is Christ. See? (laughs) Okay. Totally, totally not confusing. Anyway, that's not even what I wanted to talk about. But now what happens if you do not overcome? Hold on. I need to just text my wife really quick. Unreal that I just did that. I know. Pure content. But what happens if you don't undercome? Pure quality content. Now what happens if you do not overcome? What happens if you do not want to be God's son? But for the cowardly and unbelieving and abominable and murderers and immoral persons and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars... Their part will be in the lake that burns with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. If you are in Christ, you die once. And then you get to be with the Lord. If you're not in Christ, you die twice. You have a second death waiting for you. And there's a whole lot of time in between when you die and you wait for judgment. And then you are brought before God and you are, you are sentenced to death again. And that death is the lake of fire that burns forever. So the believer will be drinking of the water of life without cost. While you, the liar, the sinner, the fornicator, the murderer, you will be engulfed in fire forever. It's not pretty. Now, what do we need to know? Everyone deserves this. Everyone deserves this because we've all sinned against this holy and righteous God. But there is a judgment coming for the liars. Right? This was my whole point with the title of the video. Lies. (sighs) still texting not understanding that I'm doing this right now I suppose so there's good news for you though if you are a liar if you have been a coward now I think special emphasis does need to be put on the fact that it says cowardly the cowardly have no part with Christ That should make us all tremble in fear, right? Have you ever been a coward? (laughs) I'm a coward all the time. It is only through Christ's imputed righteousness that I have any strength at all. I am weak without him. I am useless without him. I'm basically useless with him. So he has taken me and saved me. Now, how do you get saved? Well, are you an immoral person? Are you a coward? Are you a liar? Have you practiced sorcery, which has all kinds of meanings to it or could have different meanings to it? But have you sinned against a holy and righteous God? The answer is yes. And there is only one hope for you. 
Do you want to drink of the water of life without cost, or do you want to go to hell? That's it. There's only two options. How do we avoid hell? The judgment of hell comes, or the avoidance of hell comes through believing on Jesus Christ's death, burial, and resurrection for the forgiveness of his sins. So you must turn to Christ. You must believe he is perfect, sinless, that he came, he is God in the flesh, that he dwelt among us, and that he went to the cross to take the sin that you have done upon himself and then and then died and paid for that sin through his death and then he was resurrected back to life showing that he has authority over life and death and you must repent of your sin and turn to that and as always i always forget he was miraculously born of a virgin miracles before he was even born god put jesus in mary miraculously the the holy spirit overshadowed her think about that and then she gave birth to god in the flesh turn to that god right now it's all you can do repent of your sin Believe on Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins and you will drink of the water of life without cost for all eternity. You will get to be in the new heavens and new earth with Jesus Christ, worshiping him forever. And it is not a Philadelphia cream cheese commercial. It is will be a new earth. You will not just be floating on clouds, lounging around all day. You will be doing stuff, but it will be perfect. It will be fruitful the the work of your hands will not be useless how could you not want that when you go to work everything you touch eventually will break down and fail in heaven in the new earth that will not be the case the work of your hands will be fruitful satisfying and you will do things to the glory of god alone and so it will be done the best that it could be done. You should want that. And if you don't have that, if you don't have that, you you need to turn to him. Dan. Um, Dan is asking how to support me. Um, if you are in Canada, I could do that. Uh, he's asking me about donations. I could send you my PayPal directly. Uh, I like to, anything that people give me, I like to run it through PayPal just so that it's stored up and not mixed into my, uh, my, my normal bank account. Um, so just message me if you'd like, and, uh, hopefully we can do it through PayPal. If not, I will accept your donation any way you want to give me. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate you even asking. And guys, I am going to end tonight now. My wife is almost home with the kids, and I need to go say goodbye to them or goodnight to them. So with that, guys, have a great night. And, oh, my mouse died. And I will see you guys later. Oh, man. 
Anthony, you're asking me a question right at the end. What is the difference between modern citizens reporting people to authorities and how citizens reported to the Gestapo? I would say nothing. There is no difference. I don't think there's any difference. That's where we're at. There's no difference. Anyway, guys, with that, I am ending the stream. Have a good night, guys. Thanks for watching.